Oh, g'day. Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Bullet is the leader in the Texas Cup and a Lucy Beagle at the 600 is right on its outside. Just behind them, Roland with the flow. Harrison is starting to make its move. Three wide. Zayden's going with it and so is Roland with the flow. A long way back to light fast. It's going to have to come wide, the favourite. Just behind them, Roland with the flow. It's run off the track, the favourite, light fast. Into the straight, Roland with the flow, a narrow leader. Zayden's out after it under the stick, followed by Boulay, then the Lucy Beagle and Hidden Eyes. Then right down the outside is the favourite light fast, but Roland with the flow. Wins the cup has beaten Zayden third home Villay, followed by Hidden Eyes. That made it win nine from 39. Roland with the flow, Texas Cup. You're probably all wondering where Texas is. Tony Clements, I'm sure, will tell us. And Rob Luck, good morning, Tony. Good morning to you, Steve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news and a big weekend to look back at last weekend. We had the Texas Cup, as you just heard, with Greg Cashel there in the call. and a crowd yelling out, go flow, go flow, rolling with the flow for Adam Spinks and Ryan Tyrrell taking out the Jeff Hannaford Texas Cup. That was a big day at Emerald on uh, Sunday. That was their transferred meeting from the washout a couple of weeks ago and we'll talk about that this morning with one of our guests, Scott Power. Big day out at the track at Atherton for... Uh, Charlie Hoffman and Massa Abe, uh, they dominated the meeting there. And we've also got news out of the race programs on the weekend where they're all celebrating Christmas cheer at Bundaberg, Home Hill and Roma. Let's welcome in Rob Luck this morning. G'day, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, Steve. And, uh, yeah, that race down there at uh, Texas on the weekend on the border area, the Jeff Hannaford Texas Cup Open Handicap. That was a decent race, Tony, when you consider that uh, you had horses like Hidden Eyes that flashed home in that Roma country stampede heat, elusive eagle that competed in the final of the country stampede. And, of course, rolling with the flow, Ryan Tyrrell and Adam Spinks, uh, this gelding by Love Conquers All was a Battle of the Bush finalist and it was having its third run back from a spell. So I'm sure Ryan Tyrrell will already be plotting those non-TAB runs uh, that lead into the Battle, Battle of the Bush next year and it brought up win number nine from 30. So nothing wrong with the uh, form of rolling with the flow. Um, the meeting, of course, featured Gino Barbarato's double. Uh, he had a win with, uh, a, what was it called, Redvedev for mm-hmm. Colleen Cranon. That took the maiden plate, the Redwood four-year-old gelding. And he also had a uh, good win in the final event on the program with a chinchilla winner from two starts back called Easy Come, the Easy Rocking. Lily Barr kicking this one home over the Olivia Cairns train, Quest of Quest. And I thought Carolyn Al- uh, Allardyce... Um, made a smart move going to Texas with Now and Ben because this horse had been running at Gatton, Ipswich, Gold Coast, Polytrack and then goes to Texas for the placement for cutest money in the maiden plate over 900 metres, the Hidden Dragon gelding and it got up and took the cutest money over the other cutest runner, Drangatang, for Mark Curry. So very good placement, uh, Carolyn, um, as going as far as Texas to get that money for the cutest win there and Lively Lass wrapped up that program with uh, Stephanie Sixtus and Montana Sava, uh, the Dane Reach gelding having win number six in the benchmark 55 but rolling with the flow, always been a consistent performer for, well it was in the early days, the Tyrrell-Button combination now with Ryan Tyrrell but uh, this Love Conquers All continues to um, go well in these open company uh, cup races, Tony. 
We do like to try and teach as well as laugh at sometimes some things on bush beats. I'm trying to say we educate and entertain. And as Steve said, wondering where Texas is, as you highlighted, Rob, uh, on the Queensland border. But it's on that squiggly part, pardon me, with a frog in the throat. <coughs> on that squiggly part of the border. So when you look at it on a map, it's actually as far south in Queensland, almost as far south as you can get. It's basically level pegging with about Ballina and Lismore on the map when you're looking at a, an east-west sort of line. It's almost due south of Dolby. And if you drew a line between Stanthorpe and Moree as the crow flies, it's probably about a third of the way as you're uh, flying that crow on the way down to Moree. But, yeah, not too far from uh, uh, Greg's uh, base there at Inverell, uh, being able to slip up across the border as he does to uh, to call places like Texas and, and Gundawindi. And a good-looking crowd there from what we could see on the regional cast footage there on the weekend. Yeah, those cup meetings, those country meetings, always attracting uh, great crowds uh, for their hometown areas. And, uh, yeah, Greg, uh, of course, with Gundawindi calling as well, those towns are pretty close together there. When talking about impressive, when you get impressive wins on the weekend, um, of course, one of the most impressive wins that you would have found came on Sunday with the meeting out at Emerald. And, of course, Scotty Power called that winner home. And, again, he was very happy with the win because he's a part owner with Artie Glenda, Glenda Bell, the trainer. But it was certainly most impressive taking out the open plate. As they travel past the 600-metre mark, and it's still unrestricted, the pilot, a length in front of most impressive. And Kragenhoff is out three wide. Two lengths back, fourth is Arbonici. They're followed by Deep Breath and Soul Air. About six lengths, first to last. As they travel past the 500, it's Kragenhoff out on the outside, three wide. Most impressive's in the centre. Unrestricted is back along the rail, and they're followed by a Deep Breath, Arwanichi and Soul Air to the extreme. Outside, they straighten up. They've got 200 metres left to go. It's most impressive, about a neck in front of Kragenhoff. Trying hard as Arwanichi. It's Kragenhoff. Most impressive. Most impressive. Kragenhoff. She's got to kick the mare. Most impressive. Big Kragenhoff. Third Arwanichi. Then unrestricted. He's very restrained when he's calling his own horse there. Perhaps not quite as much as, say, uh, late tr trotting commentator Brian Markovic was when he called the 1995 Victoria Derby with his horse Blue Eagle winning that or Brian Martin calling Fields of Omar winning Cox Plates and things like that but as we welcome Scott Power to Bushbeat for another week it must be a big thrill to call your own horse home across the line you've been able to do it plenty of times Scotty welcome along Hey thanks Tane good morning to you good morning Rob good morning everyone yeah it was uh, yeah, it's a good feeling alright uh, but you just got to stay that bit composed um, you can get over, overwhelmed with it all, obviously, but, um, yeah, you just got to paint that picture for everyone out there, mate, and you can't get too excited. Yeah, Scotty, good morning to you. And on the other side of the coin, when they don't perform as well, you know, it's good to stay uh, composed and not show the emotion that might be showing on those days. But what a tremendous mare she's been for you. I'm sure you've got a few facts about this exceeding Excel mare our listeners that won't know about. Uh, the one that I picked up, of course, was three from three at the track. Uh, a most impressive record, as the name uh, suggests. Yeah, no, she's a very consistent mare, and um, she's been a very, very tough mare. She's had a long preparation. Um, we kept her going uh, with this final meeting, of course, being transferred, which was washed out at Emerald, and uh, she was in contention for Horse of the Year. Um, and both her, Arwanichi and Craig and Hopper, on two wins each going into Saturday, and that win gave her the horse of the year for the Emerald Jockey Club and a big thanks to the Emerald Jockey Club for uh, putting those awards on and uh, they sponsored it as well. Uh, the leading trainer, of course, that gave Glenda Bell the, the leading trainer award uh, for the year and Apprentice Brooke Johnson uh, was the uh, jockey of the year. So 
those three awards were presented and as we get back to most impressive uh, 13 starts we've gave her this time and um, we actually leased her off uh, Ron and Judy Wadless and uh, they wanted to send the mare up and try and get some wins on the board obviously because of the breeding uh, factor and then of course with her value uh, particularly now as a brood mare um, down the track but uh, we're having a lot of fun with her. 13 starts for six wins, two seconds, two thirds, two fourths, one unplaced. And Mackenzie Appel has had a good association with the Glendon Bell train galloper. Uh, five wins um, for Mackenzie aboard, most impressive. And uh, she goes really well for her. She didn't begin all that well on Saturday. She did rare as the gates opened. She wasn't that well to begin. But Mackenzie's got that good association with her to have her up rolling along and be comfortable and was able to get in between the two leaders and just have her sitting there nicely and uh, with that little bit of a pull on the weights. And, of course, Awanichi and Unrestricted backed up from the country stampede the week before. Both ran very creditable races, but she was just too strong for them in the end, most impressive. And uh, Craig and Hoff was a good run second, Zach Spry and Craig Smith and the top weight Awanichi for Gabby Sevens and Raymond Williams winding up in third spot. But, no, we've had a great ride with her, mate, and um, hopefully we can continue that next year. And, and who knows, we... We may even jag a run in the Battle of the Bush or something like that next year. We'll just see how things pan out after a spell. As you said, Mackenzie's had a great association with her and uh, has had something like five wins out of eight rides. It's probably been a little bit of both ways. That while uh, most impressive has benefited from Mackenzie's confidence in the horse, she's also built up her own confidence winning on most impressive. Oh, for sure. And, you know, she, she just knows how she feels under her and, and you know, is quite happy to to have her in those comfortable positions and, um, you know, if she wants to race up near the lead, let her be there and, and be comfortable because, um, you know, as you know, in these warmer climates that the mares can be a little bit cantankerous at times And um, but she, she's been pretty well behaved and, you know, just has that knack of, um, you know, just sometimes missing that start and, and um, you know, but just done, she didn't panic at all, Mackenzie, and, and she rode her an absolute treat once again. Yeah, already down at that two kilo claim, Mackenzie. Um, it only seems like yesterday she had her first uh, race winning ride, but I mentioned the Texas Cup had a strong field. That form's pretty strong there, Scotty. A Battle of the Bush certainly would be on the agenda, you would think, because Craig and Hoff had come off three wins in a row prior to this, and Awanichi, as you said, uh, the Stampede uh, finalist and uh, a place getter. And, you know, right through that field. Very good uh, form. And um, she's got to be a worthy contender going forward. Yeah, no, we're sort of just uh, having that in the back of our mind. And uh, we're not getting too far ahead of ourselves, of course. But she'll have a nice spell over the Christmas and New Year period now with the racing closing down uh, until uh, the end of January next year. Now, Scotty, there's some interesting uh, results out of the Emerald One, and one that I go to in the cutest Class 3 plate, uh, a horse called Shah Wynn, uh, owned by Julie Egling out in Longreach, and when I was out there actually doing a little bit of work, mate, um, Julie did mention how uh, a good an opinion both her and Mark had of this astern mare. Uh, they've had to do a fair bit of work with her. Uh, she was first up since November 22, and it brought up win number three from seven, but... She was super impressive, I thought, because, um, you know, she's had to ba uh, pass barrier trials. Uh, she's had uh, embargoes put on her in the past. Um, so impressive to really fly home and get this win with Tasha Chambers on board. Yeah, and when you go through the form it did have, um, you know, in Victoria and Adelaide before coming up, uh, certainly was in, the, in that race up to its ears. But when I spoke to Julie after the race, she said she had embargoes listed as long as your arm when they first purchased the horse. So... Obviously, Mark Oates has done a brilliant job with Sha Win. Uh, Tash Chambers rode it to perfection. 
Uh, it wasn't all that well to begin. Settled back in the field, uh, came to the outside, and, and the, both the, the winner and the runner-up both came to the outside, and, and they ran on very strongly at the end, and that was a rip-tickler of a finish, and, and Sharwin was able to get the bob in with Tash Chambers and Mark Oates combining, and, and congratulations to Julie. She's a great supporter of racing, and, and she was tickled pink with that win with Sharwin. Uh, defeating uh, On Chao for Warwick Southerly and Glenn DeBell. And finishing in third spot was the Tony Schofield-trained Jewel and Brooke Johnson. But, yeah, that was a half-head, short-half-head margin and a terrific finish. And congratulations to the Western contingent with their win with Shah Win. An extremely well-named horse for Raymond Williams. I thought uh, the all-too-hard mare, um, better off single. I thought that's <laughs> cleverly named. That uh, You probably uh, think that's... Uh, sometimes in our earlier days but uh, Raven got the first win for this mare um, in her fourth run for the stable. Yeah and she showed a lot of speed in her earlier races better off single and, and just didn't finish off and <clears throat> Gabby Simmons um, has been on this mare before and knows how much speed she does have and held it together nicely. Uh, had a good lead before the corner and was able to boot away and uh, yeah congratulations to their connections of course uh, Raymond and Tracy and of course Ailsa um, Mickett and uh, Leanne Shields on the Emerald Jockey Club committee and, and Pup Calvert and also Escala. So congratulations to them. They, they've won their uh, Broke the Maiden status with Better Off Single. It was a very, very nice win. And Astra Wally for Warwick Southerly and Glenda Bell finished in second spot. And third was Rapid Instinct for Nicky Olzard and Dame McKinning. But, yeah, no, good to see uh, Better Off Single get the money. And, um, you know, it, it was a very, very nice win. And, and Raymond, as he said, he, he knows the horse has got a lot of speed and uh, it was great to see you back that up and, and win that race on uh, Sunday. And mentioning, of course, that win by Mark Oates, that Central West form uh, stacked up again coming through to Emerald with uh, two other winners coming from the Central West. Uh, Shadowway Drive that's really uh, in good form for Patrick O'Toole and Ash Butler and Hallside Hot Stuff for the informed Tony Schofield team with Brooke Johnson, who you mentioned, took the uh, premiership, uh, taking him out the benchmark 55. So they, they got three on the program. Yeah, Shadowway Drive was it was one of the put in take out uh, tips of the day. One of Ash Butler and and Boy O'Toole combining. This horse has had uh, five starts just coming up for Victoria for the O'Toole Stable. I called it the day it won its maiden in Townsville. It's had good form. It ran second to Janine at its first start. That form stacked up nicely because Janine's won five on the trot since uh, for Clint Taylor. So yeah, congratulations to the connections and Shadowway Drive getting the money, uh, defeating Crown Reach for Brooke Johnson and Tony Schofield and Deep Millions for Justin Stanley and Wayne Maker winding up in third spot. And the other winner, as you said, was Hallside Hot Stuff, who is for sale. It was on the um, Bloodstock auction side. I think I spoke to, to Nathan Schofield after the race, and he said he's on there for sale, and um, they got him up, and um, he's probably gone as far as he can for them. Uh, but Brooke Johnson rode it to a nicety, teamed up with the Schofield stable. And another good finish here, uh, was able to stall off, uh, imagine that, who came to the outside and ran unstrongly for Tash Chambers and Jason Devine. And Zita Kuna for Emma Bell and Carmel Baker wound up in third spot. That was a, a nice run also. But, yeah, overall, Western form standing standing up all right, Robbie, getting back onto the turf. Yeah, that grass uh, surface they're enjoying. And, of course, uh, wrapping up your season uh, for the year, the calendar year, uh, race six on the program saw uh, Billy Trimble and Nicky Olzard, um, who's uh, been riding again in extremely good form. And Dalius, the street cry, took the uh, the distance event. Yes, he's done this before and, and gone gone forward and uh, ran some nice races, Dilius, and 
and they took that initiative on the weekend and drew out wider on the track and, mm-hmm. and Nicky uh, made her intentions clear to get it straight across and, and lead all the way and, and it was a very, very nice win. Native B came after when they straightened up at Dillius, packed too many guns and was too good for them. Native B, Olivia Kendall and Damien Wright out winding up second. Hollywood Park for Paul Hamblin and Glenda Bell winding up in third spot. It was a great day of racing. Uh, good to see that meeting go ahead. That was watched out earlier on in November and uh, that transferred it to the Sunday meeting. It was well supported. Uh, congratulations to the committee. Uh, the track was in magnificent order once again. Uh, the old tower uh, is now pulled down, mate. They're going to replace that one. Uh, the old calling tower and the photo finish, etc. So uh, that was uh, its final meeting and, um, of course, um, that, that'll be replaced and a lot of hard work from the Emerald Jump Club committee and, and Racing Queensland working in conjunction to have the new one uh, in place for next year. So uh, well done. Uh, to everyone who supported our meetings at Emerald during the year, uh, on behalf of the club, a very big thanks to all of the sponsors. Uh, thanks to all the participants for supporting uh, our meetings. Uh, of course, the turf track is one of the best in country Queensland. And I'd just like to take this opportunity, mate, to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and also a safe and prosperous uh, 2024. And it's been a privilege to be a part of the show with you, boys. Lovely to have you as part of the show right through 2023 and uh, would be remiss of me not to congratulate you uh, on the show. We were talking about you, not to you last week, but well done on the sterling job that you did at Durban uh, the mm. week before, Scotty, with the uh, the Country Cup Stampede and uh, the Country Cups Challenge Final and the Country Stampede Final. I made the comment on the show last week and I actually said it to you at the track on the day that you sound like you had sounded that comfortable. You could have been calling every race at Durban every week of the year. Uh, I guess last year where you had the, your first crack there at Durban, it gave you that little bit of a uh, bit more confidence, but you sounded very natural and it was two really ripper calls. Well done. Mate, I appreciate all the support that I've uh, been getting and, uh, of course, um, David and Josh have been tremendous and their support for me, mate, and, um, you know, allowing me to use their, their boxes at Eagle Farm and Durban respectively and, um, you know, everyone's gave me some great, you know, great feedback and it's not an easy job, as you know, mate. You only get one crack at it. There's no dress rehearsals and... And you've really got to get up there and have your mind focused and, and try and get it the best you can on the day. And, um, you know, I did the best I could and, and hopefully that and everyone sort of enjoyed it and, and painted that picture for them. And, and, you know, it's an absolute privilege to be given that honour to do them sort of things. And, and I've ticked it off the bucket list two years in a row. So, you know, I, I didn't think I'd get back there this year, but um, they had the confidence in me, mate, to do it again. And, yeah, it was great to get that opportunity once again. Yeah, I can concur with what Tony's saying. And wasn't it great to see at Emerald on the weekend? Uh, finally, the, the really good vision coming through, uh, vision and sound, and, and your calling, of course, exceptional, Scotty. But great to see uh, regional cars getting that vision up and running with Emerald as well. Yeah, no, it was tremendous, mate, to have the... I think they did the live feed as well, did they, on the weekend? Yes, yep. Are you still live there, Scotty? Still here, mate. Still here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by no, the way, no. boys, I've got an interesting thing to tell you. I'm holding on to my little dog Snoopy here. You might have heard him barking before because I'm sitting here near the window on the high rise on the ninth floor. And isn't it fascinating watching these guys abseiling down, doing the outside, cleaning the windows? <laughs> they just suspended in midair. And of course, Snoopy's quite intrigued with all this and he's ready to take off and bark at them. <laughs> yeah, ready, ready to yap at whatever's out the window. You just wouldn't expect too much to be at the window when you <laughs> doesn't usually see them that close up, though. <laughs> Scotty, Sorry, thanks Scotty, for being... a great, great calling there in the weekend, and Merry Christmas to you and Dee, who I'm sure is going to get plenty of good jobs on race day now after her coverage of the historical removal of the uh, caller's box in Emerald.
Yeah, no, she um, came up with that idea and spoke to Leanne about it, and, and yeah, no, I was quite happy to have a bit of a chat to her, and um, she gets, you know, sort of fascinated with how things operated with the old photo finish uh, above me there, which was the old, di- uh, the old developed print uh, before digital came into play, and yeah. um, you know, a lot of people didn't understand that, but you know, it was great to see that bit of insight, mm. and, and of course, uh, different people that have called there over the years, um, including yourself, Robbie, and. Um, you know, people wouldn't understand, like, you know, how long ago that did uh, get, um, you know, uh, re- resurrected was that new caller's tower, which was back in about 1986 or 87, we can work it out. There was no, I thought there was a plaque on there, but it's not there now. But uh, Luke Marlowe's even called out of that, um, you know, that calling tower there where I was. Um, but, yeah, there's different race callers that have called there. And, of course, in the old tower, you know, we went back to uh, John Milroy and, and also Al Smurden, Lance Millen um, also called there in the old tower and, and I had the opportunity to do that as well. But when they, were, when they were making that new tower, the winning post was actually moved from the old tower area, which was in front of the jockey's room and was placed some 30 metres downfield. So I had to call the races, which were on 4HI back then, uh, from that position. And uh, photo finishes were a little bit hard, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, tight finishes when you're 30 yards back off the line are very, very tricky. We've got to move along, so we'll have to bid you uh, farewell this morning and, and yes, uh, echo those sentiments of uh, a safe and Merry Christmas and look forward to having you back on the show next year. Hey, thanks, boards. Look forward to it and be safe over the uh, festive season. Good on you, Scotty. Scotty Power there looking back at Emerald on Sunday. And Rob, you mentioned uh, the uh, the well-named better-off single out of a mare called The Last Kiss and uh, the stallion all too hard. There was also a well-named one that uh, went around at Atherton on the weekend. 600 to go. Down the hill they come just before the home corner here. If you look up the straight, you'll see them as they come into the bend. It's on the inside, Bloomin' Ripper, in the pink and the green. On the outside, the dark blue is Chargrill. They straighten up, and just behind them, Wisnowski, who's trying to finish it off. Little Lacey Morrison, she's nursing this at the moment. It's about three quarters, Bloomin' Ripper. Coming at it, Wisnowski's off the fence. Chargrill's gone. Bloomin' Ripper's in front. Wisnowski is Bloomin' Ripper in from Wistowski! Wistowski's got up and Louise Terzi put the arm in the air. And it's got home from Bloomin' Ripper and Charles. Might have only been a three-horse field in the hair by Eva Cutis maiden plate there at Atherton on Saturday, Rob, but uh, plenty of excitement there from Bluey Forsyth in the call. And Wistowski, written by Massa Abe and trained by Louise Terzi, as Bluey said, uh, that uh, particular uh, gelding, I think he is. Uh, yeah, he's a four-year-old bay gelding by Invader out of a mare named Kicker. And for those that aren't up on their NFL, Mitch Wisnowski is the Perth-born Australian kicker, or punter, if you like, for the San Francisco 49ers. I was wondering uh, what I'd missed in this name, Tony, but that's that's a, a brilliant naming situation. It's great to see these sportsmen getting the uh, recognition through racing as well. But there's a story also with the trainer, isn't there, in Louise Tertzi? Yes, I was reading uh, Gary Dell's story has gone up on the Racing Queensland page yesterday and I was having a read of that last night. And uh, Louise, I believe, has been working with Roy Chalemi for a long, long time and is looking after things while Roy is on overseas holiday break. 
but uh, had a trainer's licence a couple of years ago, but then hasn't had too many runners in her own name before Wisnowski uh, has come along. And apparently there's going to be several that are raced by uh, the Tom Headley group that are going to transfer to Louise's name while Roy is overseas. And, yeah, that was uh, one of three winners for Massa Abe on the day there at Atherton. Yeah, he had a great day out. He kicked it off with Charlie Hoffman with uh, Aglot, the Kobayashi. Isn't that stallion having a run, particularly with the Mashani uh, uh, horses as well? Two wins, two seconds, it's last four, uh, this particular gelding. And uh, going extremely well, defeated Eye of Ra in Queensland. That was a great finish, um, in fact. Um, and unfortunately for Jade Doolan, uh, she ran third in that race. But in the next race, it was taken out by side hustle, uh, for Lacey Morrison and Charlie Hoffman getting a race-to-race double. Jade got uh, uh, tangled up in the barriers after Allied Command read and uh, got quite severely injured and uh, has been in Cairns Hospital. I believe is flying to Brisbane today to get more surgery done on her uh, wrist and hand, Tony, with quite a multiple injuries there. Um, but all good otherwise, but uh, just puts her out of action after. She just got to that provincial stage and had moved down for a, a trial with uh, Les Ross to get more experience down there with the Mashanis. So uh, we wish you a speedy recovery, Jade. We know you'll bounce back. I'm sure we'll continue to get plenty of updates uh, while you're in hospital in Brisbane. Um, but Masa Abi, uh, he continues to ride with uh, great results of late, and he uh, kicked home the win for John Manzerman as a replacement rider after Jade's injury when Karakaroo took the Class B, uh, this uh, Santos three-year-old gelding. Uh, defeated Mary Old Soul and Great Survey. And uh, finally, Boniathon. Now, I, t- I mentioned with the uh, most impressive battle of the bush, I have a question mark here. Is this the sort of horse that Charlie Hoffman, as she wrapped up her treble for the day, and Lacey Morrison got the uh, the winning ride and the double for the day, uh, is Boniathon the sort of horse that would uh, end up being targeted to things like Battle of the Bush? It's five from seven at the track, seven from 34, this schnitzel. And... Um, Going extremely well up there, whether it's just a case it enjoys the far north extremely well or not, we'll wait and see. But uh, building an impressive record, defeated strategist and golden Athena, who was placed in the Battle of the Bush final. So again, the form line stacking up, but the uh, the treble to uh, Massa, Charlie, and the double to Lacey. And just uh, intriguingly, Tony, I know it's only halfway through the season, uh, Brooke Johnson, who took that Emerald Premiership, she leads the current charge, Rockies Premiership, on 31 but it had been a quite a big gap uh, down to Lacey Morrison and Dan Ballard, but Lacey's closed it to 28. She's 30, Brooks on 31, Lacey's on 28, whereas the trainers won as length and Johnny Mansman on 44 over Tanya Parry, 23, with basically half the season uh, to go. But uh, many of these uh, country race meetings are wrapping up for the year, and that was the case in Bundaberg as well where their open handicap was uh, taken out by Traders Gape. And there's that name again, Mackenzie Appel, winning at uh, Emerald on Sunday, Bundaberg on Saturday with Traders Gape. Once again, they, uh, they're bunched up like a state school hat rack on the point of the home turn. Coming wide is uh, Conair, but cutting the corner last laugh. We'll straighten up a couple in front of the Toy Boy getting to second. Then comes Traders Gate. Last laugh down on the inside. The Toy Boy, they moved up quickly. And Traders Gate down the outside. Traders Gate coming at the Toy Boy. Traders Gate swept up and goes on by in a local victory in the open. Traders Gate too good for the Toy Boy. 
Yes, the locally trained Traitors Gate for Mary Hassam and Mackenzie Appel taking out the Byron Bay Brewery open handicap there. Bunched up like a primary school hat rack. That's one of the Brett Moody-isms that I haven't heard for a good while and he's with us on the show this morning. G'day, Brett. Yes, uh, good morning, Tony. Good morning, uh, Rob. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, good morning, Brett. I agree with Tony. Was there a new one you threw in? I didn't quite catch it. I thought there was one where they were stretched out and it sounded a bit of a new uh, saying of yours. Oh, no, I can't remember that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, stretched out like uh, Pops washing. Yep, yeah. yeah. I've used that one before, but I haven't, haven't, uh, hasn't had a go for a few years, so got to get it out of the cupboard. It's a tricky thing to be able to inject a little bit of that into the race call because you do you can't plan these kind of things. I remember interviewing Greg Miles and talking about Maccabi Diva and a, a champion becomes a legend. I said, was it something you had planned in your head? He said, no, you just literally come out with whatever's said at the time because you're reacting to what's unfolding in front of you. If you try and plan these kind of things too far ahead, you get too worked up on trying to get that into the race and you forget about what, actually what's happening in front of you. Yeah, well... Uh Case in point was uh, the Battle of Bush uh, when I did it a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, and of course there was a lead up about you know, uh, you know the Moodyisms and all that sort of stuff. And um, you know, I said, <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of pressure on, and yeah, there wasn't one that come out because uh, yeah, there was a bit happening in that race. Uh, my first call at Eagle Farm, and uh, you know, there was just there was just no way that anything could. Uh, you didn't have time to uh, to throw anything like that in, or if, um, so you know sometimes it uh, it doesn't work out, and uh, and uh, sometimes it does. But generally, when there's a big crowd and uh, things like that, uh, you try to uh, to uh, pop a couple in and uh, and hopefully uh, get someone interested and talking about it. I don't know, Brett. That uh, Battle of the Bush one. I can remember one classic. I thought one of your, one of my favourites of yours about the bird on the uh, the biscuit barrel outside looking in when the horse was about ten wide. I probably got it wrong, and this is the trouble we're trying to repeat other callers are uh, saying. But I thought that was a classic. Yeah, that was the original uh, Battle of the Bush. Uh, poor old Fab's cowboy was the bird on the biscuit tin. That's and, right. Uh, always lament um you know he it just shows you how big barriers are are we were the victim of barriers this year you know with the Vanasta the previous year she she drew the gun gate and um yeah and the winner as well and of course we both had bad barriers this year and uh you know fab's cowboy how many goes that he had four i think and i don't think mm-hmm. he drew inside um, uh, a single figure gate, and you know, 95 percent of those races are won by single figure gates. And uh, yeah, it's always a, a lament that had he drawn an alley, particularly in that first one, I think um, he would have really gone close because he was at the peak of his powers. Uh, when was that? Back in about 98. So um, yeah, but um, yeah, he was the unfortunate one. That was the first one. But as I say, the second one. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot happening in the race. Yep. You, you can't plan anything. And, uh, you know, had a, I did have a couple up my sleeve, but they just never got produced. Speaking of the um, uh, Queen Vanasta and the Country Cups Challenge and the Country Stampede the weekend before last, we didn't make mention of it last week because it hadn't come out official as much as we knew that the announcement was coming out. But we also want to pay tribute to uh, jockey Gary Gearan announcing his retirement. Triple G, um, I guess you could say, went out on his own terms and on a big stage as well, being able to have that ride at, uh, at Doombin on that big day. Yeah, well, he was. Um, he uh, said after the after the race that that was it, and 
he'd said before the races that was it and after the race and I gave him time to cool down and we had a drink you know, it was probably a couple of hours later and he was still adamant so yeah that's <laughs> when I um, put it in but I waited till the next morning and uh, checked and yeah no it was definite so um, but yeah it, it's an amazing where he uh, where he came from uh, and w- we forget how, how what a gun apprentice he was uh, in both Brisbane and Sydney and uh, with the guy stable in Sydney and of course you know, he's alongside J.J. Atkins in the walls at uh, Clifford Park, his uh, mm. photo, and I think that, that really just says it all. Yeah, absolutely top jockey, and uh, we wish him well in the next stages. Um, but we're blessed that we've got some good ones coming behind some of these young apprentices. We heard this Mackenzie Appel get the win at uh, Emerald on Sunday, but she had a good day, obviously Traders Gate that we heard your call there, but that was a second of a double. She kicked off the program with Tessellate. Yeah, Tessellate and another local victory. So it's always when you get a big crowd like that uh, to see the local victories, and it just you can just hear the atmosphere lift a, a, a level. Laura Cronin uh, won with uh, Tessellate. That was uh, start number thirteen. So it was lucky for her, and uh, another one of these horses that go into a, a generally a rare uh, brigade that don't actually win a maiden. They jump and they won a class B. Mm. So uh, Tessellate had twelve uh, start maiden before Saturday and and got the money over the fast finishing Gravit Up Charlie, who uh, certainly was an eye-catcher, recently won its maiden at uh, Mount Perry. She's only a three-year-old top echelon, Philip. And uh, just uh, Trevor Thomas and uh, Heidi Gilly um, combined for three seconds on the program. So we'll we'll talk about uh, uh, Mackenzie in a minute, but um, just uh, digressing slightly, Heidi, of course, uh, as you you probably know, is a headline bodybuilder and uh, truck driver and is now based with uh, Nat McCall at the Sunshine Coast. She'd actually ridden the winner the Sunshine Coast when she was based with Brett Kavanagh and uh, came up there and uh, liked it. So she's based there and she had a day out there at uh, Bundy, but unfortunately she had three seconds in a row for Sunny Coast trainer Trevor Thomas and rev it up Charlie was probably one that could have very well won. But uh, yeah, uh, Mackenzie had that winning double and the lightweight obviously proving good for Tessa Leighton. She, she just was in the right, uh, the right lane there all day. Uh, and with Traders Gate was another case in point. And Mary Hassam, I was doing the um, research as I, I do there. Uh, Daryl Gardner was the only trainer I could find that had trained over 100 winners at um, at Bundy. And the next best was Mary Hassam, who uh, is in the 80s now. And, um, yeah, she's certainly toned down as her team, but uh, rarely goes away from the home track without a winner. And she trained Traders Gate and was the first was picked up uh, only just a recent addition to the stable because it ran at Ipswich only a couple of weeks prior. So they've got an immediate return there with uh, Traders Gate, who was, um, as you heard, uh, quite strong to the line there, winning that open handicap, even though being eligible for a Class 2. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where... Uh, they go with that. And you mentioned uh, we went back to the start of the program at that Class B with the Tessellate victory. And the other uh, local victory on the program was uh, Daryl Gardner's win uh, with um, Athelda. She's a very consistent mare. Uh, and then she took out the uh, benchmark 50 over the 12-12 metres. I mentioned uh, Daryl also with uh, the only trainer to have trained over 100 recorded winners at, uh, at Bundaberg and Kelly Gates, who just recently racked up a 200th winner there. Uh, Athelda has uh, now had five starts on a home track for two wins, two seconds and a third, so she really loves a home track, and uh, she was quite strong there. Um, 
holding off to beat uh, Sassy Choice for Andrew Mead. And uh, Andrew, though, picked up the winner in the uh, final event with uh, Master Drummer. There was a battle there between Take the Lead and Master Drummer. Both horses were two from two at the track. Well, it was Master Drummer that uh, kept his unbeaten record intact. And Brodie Moffat, who just uh, recently kicked off his riding career, he uh, wasn't able to claim on the race, but it didn't matter. Master Drummer uh, led virtually all the way and was uh, was too strong in that last race for uh, Jelly Shot, who uh, was heavily backed in that race and uh, just, just missed out. Uh, Master Drummer was too strong. And the other winner of the program was uh, a win to Glenn Richardson. Um, he's uh, making now, he's based at Gympie, he's making Bundaberg a bit of a hit-and-run mission. I think that's three meetings in a row where Glenn's had a winner. Teamed up with Morgan Butler for a new addition in Firebird 2. It's a horse they picked up, uh, I think it was previously with the China Horse Club. Um, and they had a start in July at the, uh, uh, the Gold Coast, ran midfield there, put it away, came back and was uh, pretty strong in winning there. So it was only likely race, so might have a future there. Firebird 2 taking out the maiden. So had a good crowd, uh, and all their um, facilities were full with uh, Christmas revellers. So always great to see a great atmosphere for Bundy. Uh, that's their last meeting of the year. As we've been saying, a lot of the clubs are now starting to wrap up for 2023. Uh, do you get a little bit of a hiatus now? Where's your next calling assignment taking you? I uh, was, was going to be Chinchilla uh, Cup Day, but um, I've got a call up to do uh, Toowoomba. Anthony's uh, jetting off to uh, uh, do the uh, well, um, watch the end of Dominion on Saturday, so I'm filling in at uh, Toowoomba on this Saturday. So Rob's going to do the honours there at uh, Chinchilla. So I'm nice. busting a little bit because uh, I've had two meetings now with the new tower there, and I haven't uh, haven't been in either of them. But I'm sure <laughs> Rob will enjoy the day. It'll be a big big day at Chinchilla I'll, on Saturday. I'll, but um, yeah, I'll just take the opportunity report, to uh, really? wish everybody a. Uh, a Merry Christmas and uh, a good job once again, boys, in keeping uh, bush beat alive. Good morning to you, Brett. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and family and uh, great calling again out of Bundaberg. Good on you, Thank Brett. You Appreciate good that. We've got a little bit of a uh, little bit to catch up, but time is really on the wing, so we better rush through these last couple of meetings, Rob. And let's go to Home Hill on Saturday and a bit of a day out for Scotty Sheargold. Inside the 600 metre mark, they go and Mr. Tangles in front. Boomalina second. Dawn Strike three wide, running third. The next one was Rusty Rose from Fergie Licious. Uh, running about midfield next was Chartilly, then Picton. He gets ahead of Wind Tilly. And the last two as they come up towards the home corner is Rockstar Dreams and Inner Spirit straightening up. And Mr. Tangles gone for home. It's Mr. Tangles two lengths in front. Boomalina is the chaser. Then Dawn Strike and right up the track with Chartilly making good ground. But it's all going to be Mr. Tangles. And Mr. Tangles wins easy. Mr. Tangles, Boomalina picked in third. Then fourth would have been a photo between... The third win of his uh, treble there at uh, the Home Hill program on Saturday. Scotty Sheargold winning on the Daryl Johnson train. Mr. Tangles in the patron Trevor Davies Memorial rating 0-60. to 60. Yeah, the top echelon had uh, placed three of its last four and gave uh, Scott the final leg of his winning treble. He had started with Lindsay Hatch with Boomeranger that had come off a Pentland second, the Spirit of Boom Gelding. In the benchmark 45, he had the other win on the Spirit of Boone, Mr. Boom, uh, for Daryl Johnson, which is the beginning of Daryl's double. And uh, also Baby Guinness, uh, Lindsay Hatch and Gabby Sammons uh, in form uh, 
particular mare in money of three of its last four, taking the benchmark 50. And I must congratulate Johnny Mansman on getting me back in the winner's circle in the first race on the program, the Malongal Chief Open Plate, when I witness scored first up for us, uh, great ride Aaron Malloy and great placement uh, with Aaron's claim bringing it in at 52 kilos over Hit Snooze and Tiger Legend. So it's nice to rack up that... That win, they've been few and far between this year, Tony, but we'll uh, take them when they come. And uh, mm-hmm. Eyewitness was very strong through the line, but it was Scotty Sheargold's day, uh, combined with Daryl Johnson as well with trebles and doubles. But you were out at Roma, where, again, uh, the Matt Crop stable uh, fired along with Tamara Noble, and they took the Class B with Feeble, Se- uh, feeble Spirit. Murphy's River in front at the 600 leads by a length up on the outside forever invincible challenging followed by Jatobi caught out three wide and coming forward would have been uh, at this stage boss bandit and over on the outside hot Sunday and Dustin's getting through on the inside point of the corner 250 to go Murphy's River in front forever invincible the first danger bus Dustin's looking for on the inside Jatobi down the outside with boss bandit and right down the extreme outside running on and look at it feeble spirit out in the center of the track went Wusho and feeble spirit won by three links to uh, forever invincible as Peter Flynn said there, there in the call, uh, Tamara Noble got some clear running and some fresh air out there on the wider part of the track in the uh, the Class B 1200 on Feeble Spirit and went Wusho. And yes, training honours for the day to Matt Crop and Tamara Noble taking out the last two races there at Roma on Saturday afternoon at the McDonald's Christmas meeting. Lots of families out there enjoying the day, face painting and jumping castles and all of that and plenty of people out having some festive celebrations under some clear skies and thankfully not as warm as what it could have been it was, was quite warm, however, that uh, Santa did make an appearance, Rob, and Sands beard. It's the first time in a while I've seen a Santa wearing no beard and green Crocs, but an, enough said about um, Santa there on the weekend. There was plenty of uh, jeering going on for sure. But going back to the feeble spirit, the spirit of Boom Mare coming down the centre of the track there, beating Forever Invincible by two links and Boss Band to third. And it seemed to be the pattern of the day. The, the pace was cracking early in many of the races and... Uh, the uh, the backmarkers had to really do their work to get around on the home turn and uh, then storm down the track. Blue and White Silks of the Crop Stable made it a race-to-race double with Laurie taking out the final event, again written by Tamara Lo- uh, Noble. And again, Tamara had to settle behind the leaders on Laurie uh, before coming off the rails about 600 from home, heading down the centre of the track again to uh, win by a good four-and-a-half lengths from Caffrey and Peshwa running third. One of the interesting uh, gentlemen I spoke to out at Roma on Saturday, Rob, was a jockey by the name of Chris Taylor. Now, uh, people watching some of the races around southeast Queensland, especially around the Gold Coast, would be familiar with Chris, but it was his first trip to Roma. Wayne Baker had him out there for a full book of rides, mm-hmm. and Chris is a, a South African expat now based at the Gold Coast, and he's got a, a CV that's as long as your arm. He's ridden extensively around the world in places like Dubai, Qatar, Bahrain and Seoul, then made the permanent move to Australia with his family, and found himself settling on the uh, the Gold Coast and, yeah, great to see him out at Bassett Park and he brought a new addition to the Baker Stable in Catalyst to the lead from the start and was never headed, winning by three and a half from Rogue Artist and Knight was three and a half away in third. Catalyst, as I said, a new addition to the Baker Stable and looks to be a, a very good addition there to the team and the opening race was the Barry Richardson Memorial Maiden Plate 
remembering a long time Roma trainer and racing identity and it was lovely to see many of the extended Richardson family there on hand to pay tribute to Barry who we lost something like nine years ago now. We saw Nutso make it back-to-back -back wins there for Brendan Newport and Sarah Robbins on Saturday. Nutso uh, won on uh, Roma Cup Day. He scored at Charleville on Melbourne Cup Day for the Robbins-Newport combination and then was able to win at Roma on Cup Day and Connections tell me now Nutso is going to be set for his hometown feature at the Marilla Cup coming up at Miles in February. The uh, the local stables uh, had their, their work set against them there on the weekend, but Craig Smith uh, was able to continue his good recent form with owner Rodney Hay with deference, taking out the open of 1,000 metres ahead of Capital Rain and Coins Road. Again, they had the speed on from the get-go, and it was the, uh, the first two past the post that were battling it out before... Uh, apprentice Zach Spree was able to overhaul Capital Rain in the home straight to win quite easily. And uh, it was uh, good to see, as we said, uh, Tamara Noble and Matt Crop awarded the Rider and Trainer of the Day awards, respectively. And like many clubs, Roma's now breaking for the uh, the Christmas season. Next meeting is going to be on February 17, 2024, and that will be the Bendemeer Cup program. So another good day of racing there for the country circuit on the weekend, Rob. Yeah, and uh, good to see in Bundaberg and Roma those horses backing up from uh, good runs in previous meetings there. But it doesn't stop for country racing, Tony, even though there are quite a few areas that are closing down over the hotter months. There's still plenty of racing coming up this weekend. Yes, Chinchilla Cup Day Saturday where you'll be, as uh, Brett mentioned. Also Gladstone, Innisfail and Nanango racing this coming Saturday. And that's along with all of the tab meetings for the week. Today at Kilcoy, Thursday at Bowen. Saturday it's Toowoomba and Mackay. And next Tuesday the 19th will be at Cairns. And also the first of the Magic Millions Country Cup qualifiers on Sunday at the Sunshine Coast. There's a few of these coming up. One at Rocky on the 21st. Uh, one at Warwick on Boxing Day. There's going to be one at Home Hill on the 28th. And uh, there's another one that sneaks in there somewhere before we get to the final, uh, which is coming up uh, the week before Magic too, Millions. I think Tony, somewhere. Yeah, something like that. So there's plenty of those. We'll be keeping a bit of a watch on those as well. Busy week. Yep, it doesn't take long for these series to keep rolling around and we'll be talking Battle of the Bush before we know it, but uh, we'll be back next Tuesday with uh, wrapping up all those great meetings from the weekend and really looking forward to Chinchilla Cup uh, meeting this Saturday. But uh, next Tuesday we'll um, highlight those winners from country Queensland. Good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob. Safe travels and happy calling there, Chinchilla Cup Day on the weekend. Thank you to Rob Luck, Brett Moody and Scott Power for joining us this week. And as always, folks, if you miss any of the show, the podcast replay is available at the Radio Tab megaphone page. The link goes out on the Twitter handle, or X, as they insist on calling it these days, at Radio Tab Oz. And it also goes up on the Country Punters page on Facebook. And we'll wish you all the best for the Christmas season. Uh, coming up on our final show for 2023, which is along next week. We'll join you then on Radio Tab.